0: what up bad news fam hope everyone's staying safe and inside so like usual me and tall always try to bring the coolest guests with some crazy stories but on this episode it's just us kicking the shit telling our stories so hopefully you enjoy and remember to rate subscribe and follow us on instagram because all news is bad news and we're out Well, well we're here. So um, many episodes. So many episodes. You know it would be crazy if we get a Popeye's chicken sandwich spot in here? I know. You see some guy got killed? Yeah, killed. So like is that good PR or bad PR? It's horrible PR. Right, but isn't like any He any died PR for good a PR? chicken sandwich with pickles
1: and, and mayo. Oh, I know
0: got stabbed.
1: Cardi B was waiting in line. She's like, I bet you motherfuckers won't wait f- to vote. <laughs> she was just like
0: <laughs> That's true, though. I already saw something that said, like, Russia's already ready to tamper with the elections in 2020, so oh my God. do the paper ballot and then still f- cross your fingers. I don't know. That's I think weird. the world's just like, this guy's coming in, this yeah. guy's staying. I could do conspiracy theories, like, f- yeah. for days. Talk about the the documentaries you've been watching the last 48 hours. Oh, I think it's called The Devil Next Door. It's a crazy new Netflix series about this... Um, mistaken identity case where this gentleman is being accused of being a uh, Ivan the Terrible from the Holocaust. Oh my God! It's eight episodes. Really great. I'm like three deep into it.
1: He's being tried in an Israeli <clears throat> court, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. They claim that, uh, the Ukraine government came out and said that this guy was, uh, possibly, uh, one of like a, a group of individuals that got sent over to America after the Holocaust. And it's really interesting. Cause now they're like, I'm, I'm only about halfway through, but in the dock they're like bringing witnesses, eyewitnesses yeah. from the Holocaust and they're trying to show that, like, a lot of these witnesses, like— uh, They just want revenge. Yeah. And they for don't, those that don't know, I'm Israel. They don't so even care. For me they don't even care that if this guy is the guy or not. They just want some blood. People just,
1: like, stood up in court that were at the Holocaust.
0: Yeah, and they're and trying knew to knew him right away. Yeah, but then, like, I don't want to give it all away for anyone that's going to want to watch it, but there's a nice little twist in there, and, like, some of the witnesses aren't as uh, trustworthy as one would believe. And it's kind of like more the turmoil of the actual setting— so it was, like, this really, really dark kind of—but it's really interesting, too, how the how different governments work, yeah. how, the, like, the United States also, like—because he is a United States citizen. He was living in Cleveland at the time. Like, they didn't just let him go over to Israel by himself. His uh, lawyer attorney went with and found another Israeli attorney, and they, like, really fought the case. And then the Israeli attorney, they found, like, it really ruined his life where he couldn't even go to the synagogue. His mom didn't want to talk to him. Really nice, robust story. But it's, like, kind of like those, um, you know, making a murder or— right. I don't know. There's like, they have a good, a few of those like good Netflix series right now. Netflix is killing it, man. I saw something today though, that says that, uh, Netflix, uh, loses $1.5 billion a year. I saw that that the other day. So now they're trying to like limit you to be able to share your password. So they're going to like geolocate where you're watching from and like whatever, like if you like set up your account in Vegas, if anyone ever tries to watch anywhere else, they could flag it and be like, this is, yeah. But I feel like it's my service. Like I should be able to give, and they let you have users on there. Like, why have this platform when you click this first screen and it like shows all those five users? Because they need money. Yeah, I, I'm sure they need money. But You're like, losing 1.5 billion a
1: quarter—that's crazy. Yeah, and I think I that, don't even know anything about it. Abby, my wife sets up everything. Otherwise,
0: I just don't. I don't even know how to tie my shoes. As you can tell, I don't tie my shoes. They're, I just slip on. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> But you know the craziest thing about tying your shoes, like that's like an artist thing, right? Like Albert Einstein never tied his shoes. Like a lot of they can trace back to a lot of tying. Your I shoes. I didn't know
1: that, but thank you for making me feel so good.
0: Yeah, no, like I used to not tie my shoes for long. Now I just barely tie them and keep them really loose. But yeah, I don't like stepping on the laces. Got to keep the laces
1: clean. See, I was wearing Chucks my entire life, and then I realized how bad it was. They were hurting my feet.
0: Oh yeah, they'll destroy your feet.
1: No, and I, I would wear play. them till there'd be holes in them because I was just like Chucks have to be dirty. They got to have holes in them. Like that's the only way they look good. If they look, if you have new Chucks on, you look like. You look, look like, like one of those like jocks who just like a poser and wants to like wear white Arnets and just like, you know, just like he's got a convertible white Mustang and you're just like, I fucking
0: hate this guy. Oh my God. You
1: know, it's like, I like, I would buy new chucks and I would just literally right away like just dirty them up. You did know? you
0: only get the black ones or did you ever wear tans? I like, I used to think this, like, on, the cream on Halloween, one, the cream I, I, on the Halloween I dressed, my
1: favorite. yeah, on Halloween I wore some white ones that were like super dirt. But I never feel right. Chucks to me have to be all black canvas with the with you know with the white. Did you ever rock any P.F. Flyers? I did. Yeah. Yeah. This dude I used to know worked there, and he would send me some P.F. Flyers. That's the only thing I think. And about then the Benny PF the Jack Rodriguez from Sandlot, which is he made it so much cooler.
0: Yeah, but they got that huge thick sole. Yeah. Like kind of yep. like. But a that's how some of the military. new chucks are. Yeah. You know, um, I think like everyone's jacking that now, right? Like. Uh, so many people do that use that silhouette now. I mean,
1: look at Josh Videz. He did that collaboration. That was with Converse, right? Mm-hmm. Like Velcroed everything. That was super cool. That was super cool.
0: Yeah. I would take that in a heartbeat. But lately, I've just been wearing either Nikes or Vans. But you got those really high-end Sakai's right now everyone's looking, trying to get. Yeah. Those are like super limited. I,
1: I'm a sample size. Yeah, you're so lucky. I just, I'm lucky. Being a sample size is a size nine for men. So I have friends that work at Nike and they just send the coolest stuff. And I love, I have them send it to my office on purpose so Matt could see the Nike box because he just gets angry for the entire day. And you know, and Nike, like, What's wrong? I was like, you didn't see that box at your office? I was like, what box? He's yeah. like, the one that says N-I-K-E on it.
0: They're super fun boy. <laughs> they like, they, don't, they use their own packing tape now. So like you can tell that it's a Nike it says just do it on the packing tape. Yeah, so as soon as the, exactly. the box comes, you're like, oh, I know what these are. I don't even need to look. And I used to work for Adidas, so I, I know the shapes of boxes. So, like, when you see, like, when you're selling, like, oh, there's two boxes side by side in this cool, nifty box. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really insane. I've been reading so many, uh, listening to so many books on tape, especially I've been finishing up, Tall finished it before me, but I was finishing up currently the Scar Tissue, Anthony Kiedis book. That's the best book ever written. And I'm just, like, crazy, uh, like, taken back by When you listen to the Anthony Kiedis book, you're like, yo, man, like,
1: stop doing drugs. Yeah, man. Man, the whole book is pretty much Anthony doing heroin.
0: Yeah, just just binge clean, binge clean, clean, clean binge Kawhi, clean, clean. Yeah. Dalai Lama. They basically touch. So many good He touches things there. like every time he like loses a, a love interest, that he basically goes and uses. So. Yeah, but it is really crazy too because he tells a lot of stories about other people's addictions, which I think is like interesting, but also kind of like a no no. Yeah. I
1: don't think people realize even like one how old of a band Red Hot Chili Peppers is. You know how successful they really are, and how many bands they put on. Yeah. You know, like people probably don't know that Red Hot Chip ever took out Pearl Jam for the first time. They yeah. gave them their first chance for smashing sure. pumpkins. Like I was like, when I got into that chapter, I was like, What?
0: Yeah. All again you know, all the bands that played around that time too is just so insane. Like LA yeah. must have been just LA like, was awesome. Must have been walking down the street being like, Oh yo, there's Anthony Q's. Oh yo, there's it's
1: like they're like Anthony was you know, they were talking about how like LA Weekly used to have an award show. And Red Hot Chili Peppers won like the band of the month or whatever. Yeah. And, like it, that's what made it was a huge it was thing. Huge and like they already like broke. They were broken up, you know. Anthony like got kicked out of the band, you yeah. know. So like Flea was up there like getting this award, you know. it was Just
0: and yeah. then like the craziest thing is that so much like that YouTube. I was t- I sent Tall like a bunch of like YouTube videos I found of like the band just playing in the house. Just like so much archival footage and like mini docs and fan docs and stuff like that out there that it's you can, crazy. you can spend hours and like the photographs and the time period. Like it's really, really, really interesting. I'm kind of torn though. I don't know what book I'm going to choose next. I think we're going to go art. Yeah. We got to do art. You're going to talk about like the, the art market and how like yeah. buyers and sellers work.
1: And after that, I'll read the flea book.
0: Yeah. Flea book's got to come. Flea I, I might, come I might just wait and get the flea book Yeah, and then push art into next. I don't know. Yeah. So then I could do Anthony Kiedis right into flea.
1: It's pretty good. Cause it's gotta be two different stories.
0: Totally, totally.
1: But Flea waited a while, man. Scar tissue's been out for, or you know, that's yeah. been out it's been out for a minute. I, yeah, I was I was telling Matt the other day I was watching Point Break, and Anthony Kiedis is in Point Break, and it's one of my favorite movies. That's like the best scene too, yeah. like one of the best. Not scenes. the new
0: Point Break, the old Point Break. Yeah, the new Point Break's trash. Yeah, don't even watch that. Don't even watch that.
1: And you look at Anthony Kiedis, and he's got like this crazy like Indian haircut. You know, oh, yeah, the sides like are the totally sides totally are all shaved, shaved and braided on the back, and. He looks so cool, but like now, now seeing that movie, I'm like, "That's Chapter Twelve and Scar Tissues." You know, yeah. this dude was so strung out on heroin.
0: I wonder if they like painted his arms or something because he talks about his track marks being real bad. So I got to like maybe spin that back and see yeah. if I can see anything. It's crazy, super crazy, man.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm changing it up. I'm not listening to as much <laughs> music anymore, and just like books is where it's at.
0: I feel like music is like it's almost a. Uh, it's got to a point where it's like so disposable. Like it it only lasts yeah. like a, like that Kanye record. Like I remember back in the day I used to get like a record on put it in my car and listen to it for months. Yeah. And it's I felt true. like nothing came out for months. Yeah. But now it's like that Kanye CD, I bumped it like three times through and I'm done with it. I don't want to listen to it anymore. Yeah. Like I got to find something else. Like I'm almost like on the iTunes and I'm just like new, new releases, new releases and yeah. I'm just staying in that section.
1: Yeah.
0: Ben's crazy right now, man. I see him like, he got that Snickers chain, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah, like the NFL player of the week yep. of the NFL gets this giant Snickers chain done by Ben Baller. Yeah. Or they get to hold it for the week, I guess. It's Ben's like killing a it, man.
1: Like if, when Ben's in town, I'm going to try to get him on here. Like Come I've on, known Ben, ben for... So long. We'll do yours, you do ours. Yeah. Like, Ben and I go back, like, before social media. He's He's been nothing but a supportive human in my life. And, uh man, Kung Fu Ben, man, like. Man, honestly, that guy got a story to tell, he's too. He's got stories, man. He, he loves like, to talk. Yeah. But been... he ain't lying, you know? A lot of people think Ben's full of shit. He's not.
0: He calls himself the Forrest Gump of hip-hop for a reason.
1: Yeah, like, his stories are all true, you know? I think that they're so out of this world that people can't believe it because they don't live the kind of life he lives, you know?
0: I think if you listen to Ben's story, it's like numerous peaks and valleys. Yeah. I think that's super inspirational for like a person like me, who is like always kind of like trying to mess around with other things, but trying to stay focused in graphic design to see like somebody like who can pivot and be like, I was in music as an A&R guy and then uh, pivot to a jeweler. Now pivot to, I can release uh, slides on network and be like the fastest selling, you know, it's crazy. Right. Like, I feel like when you find something you like on Instagram, you hit the DMs. You don't have like a, like to me, I'm always like, this guy doesn't want to talk to me. I'm just a regular dude. Yeah. But like you, you don't have that mindset. You're like, yo, I'm going to go ask this guy, you know, I just want to tell this guy I like his stuff or that I'm a fan of his, you know, and then it always turns into something for you. I think that's something that I think other people should try to even start doing. Like, don't think it's sliding into the DMs as like. Trying to get some ass. Like I'm
1: gonna tell everybody right now. now. I am sliding into a lot of people's DMs as far as like getting creative or reaching out to artists. Matt and I are on Instagram looking for people all the time, and we find them. And sometimes, like Matt and I will forget we even talked to this person, and all of a sudden we get like a this guy just hit me back. You know, it's just like three to four months later, right? The Mm. uh, what's his Instagram? Uh, Sorry, Vernon. I'm Vern i'm forgetting your instagram right now but it's uh <laughs> he's I'm, so mad at you right now i'm gonna pull it up it's vern best in the world right and like i've been working with vern for so long in the last two years like i've been working with him and like no one knew who he was right this guy this guy's instagram he, I, I, I can't even explain it but it's it's he's the king he's the king and no one was talking about him i don't even remember how i landed on his page but i kept dming him and he finally wrote me back and we worked together you know i flew him out to vegas and This kid, like, made six or seven videos for us, you know? Like, he just loved everything we were doing. He fully believed in it. And then next thing I know, fucking Instagram is posting about him. You know, like, four months ago, he was on their page.
0: Yeah, on the Instagram. On the Instagram
1: page. This is 220 million followers, you know, of just, like, this kid's next in line. And I was just, I just sat there. Like, it makes me feel really good sometimes to find people that are so humble in the beginning and they're the same even when, like, they get shout-outs like that. that's
0: you know? like, uh, you know, like I was thinking, I don't mean to cut you off, but no. like, Itai.
1: Yeah, am Fucking Itai. super inspired by Etai. Talk about inspiration. Dude,
0: dude yeah. that guy, like, is... Is paving a new way right now yeah. and I feel like it's so if you're not on Itai you need to be on Itai because Instagram and like, is
1: just Itai it, it, even
0: like don't even try to like you probably can't afford any of the stuff he's nope. making so don't try to cop but just appreciate yeah. the like the craftsmanship and like the idea of like somebody like taking something like this and like reforming it into something totally different Absolutely, and creating an like almost eventually an empire off yeah. it it seems like yeah. I mean this
1: kid's banned from Louis Vuitton
0: he's not even allowed to walk in there oh, like yeah.
1: literally they have a they, when you get a job at a Louis Vuitton store there is a photo of Itai, or they are talking to you about him. This yeah. is the kind of kid that's not allowed in here.
0: Supposedly, you know? rumor has it you can't even like really mention his name. No, you cannot. You know, but
1: he's making Louis Vuitton cool for you know? sure, and he's got hip hop backing him heavy. I think know? some
0: people like just wonder, like I think he it almost looks so real that people think that is a Louis Vuitton jacket. Absolutely, they don't they don't even second and guess. And it's
1: by the way, this is not like fake Louis Vuitton. It's just not Louis Vuitton stamped. He is buying all Louis Vuitton. It is just to you know he's buying louis vuitton stuff but that he's making it in his own way his own version you know it is beautiful beautiful work and he doesn't only do it for louis vuitton he does gucci dior oh, yeah. chanel you know it's all high fashion brand stuff and trust me i'm a huge supporter of that kid he's one of my brother's best friends and i'll have his back to to the death
0: super humble dude really yeah. nice guy um but yeah so just, okay this us let's squash it like i was thinking like yesterday too like when did you really get into art, Like, as Like, were you always artistic as a kid? Like, were you always painting and, and coloring and drawing and stuff?
1: I don't... As far back as I can remember, I mean,
0: I was into art 11 years old. And do you think some of, like... I was always wondering, like... I don't think sometimes, like... I know I had a, I had a pretty cush childhood, but my... I think my mom had sometimes, like, tried to, like, give me a lot of art supplies to kind of, like... Yeah. I stole my, my art supplies. Even as, like, a little kid, like... Yeah. Crayons and pens and stuff? Like, yeah. Like, I'm talking, like... 10, 11, you were still jacking.
1: Eleven, I was jacking.
0: You were jacking the big box of crayons from people with the sharpener in the back.
1: Yeah, it sucks to say, and you know, it just damn. You know, I was, and I didn't need to, you know. Like I, I, I will say this, like I, you know, my my parents, you know, we weren't rich, but you know, they they took care of whatever they needed to until I figured out what was going on in my life, and I was, you know, eleven years old. I would say like thirteen, like right after my bar mitzvah is when or not like even before my said, I would say 12 years old things got a little crazy like I was like full-on graffiti really yeah like loved everything about it and it, it goes back to my aunt you know my aunt she's an artist she's my one of my favorite you know she, she does very well in Israel both my cousins are artists and they do very well as well and uh I was you know my aunt took me to the Venice Pavilion mm, yeah you know and I talked about that and and I remember that's when I just met people for the first time. And I just felt, I, I liked graffiti. I fell in love with graffiti the first time I saw the Venice Pavilion. But was there ever, like a, longer there, but. Was there
0: ever like a point where you were like, just drawing books as like a, you know, because okay. I always feel like little kids. I was
1: all middle school, high school. Like I had a sketchbook on me all the time. Like I was going through sketchbooks like within weeks, like thousands. And I, I would just draw, I don't even know how I made it through high school honestly like luckily the my art teachers like always I was always close with and that's kind of what I the people that always took care of me you know I I had a teacher actually Mr. Gary Gray was a teacher of mine and he always like was super cool to me in high school and stuff but he would want to kill me like mid-class because I was just always trying to get better I was always trying to just do pieces and draw and draw and draw you know like I love painting at my house you know Uh, My dad set up some boards for me in the back for me to do graffiti on. I would say at age 14 or 15 is Aaron and I, you know, my best friend Aaron, is when we set up, like, boards. He used to have a half pipe, and we we set up boards in the back of his yard, and we, we had, like, our own little graffiti yard. You know, and the minute I turned 16, that was, like... You know, Aaron and I, like, his mom gave us, like, this Suburban, and we would just drive. Aaron and I, I don't even know if his parents knew where we were at the age we were at, you know, like, driving downtown L.A. Downtown L.A., people, was not always like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. I'm moving down here. Like, you go downtown, you might not make it home. You know, and, like, we were down there just in the middle of the night, (laughs) you know, like, painting, you know, just
0: doing god knows what
1: lot la- the last thing you are worried about at that age is cops you know like you need to be worried about so much other things you know but we were s- stealing everything you know like my one of my friend's moms was like the manager at, at michael's art supply store you know and she like would just turn her she would be like you guys know all the balls up in the air right there there's no cameras and i'd be like what like a minute someone tells you that at age 15, fifteen, you're going in there with like a duffel bag. I feel you bad. Take it out. I still fill feel it bad up. for
0: any art st- st- supply store to this day. Yes, there's no way you can sell those. I used my favorite thing. I, I would go in for those paint pens. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, the deco, the deco color. Yeah,
0: and I could probably. I would. I would put like three or four in my pocket, and then I'd pay for one. Yeah. And they never gave you a hard time, and you could do that with everything in there. You yeah. could buy like the heavy.
1: I used to do like jean jackets, and you know all that stuff. I was, you know, people in high school would pay me to, to make jackets for them or, you know, hats and stuff like that. So that was always like a cool little income, a little side hustle. You know, I would, I would fall in love with every girl that was walking in middle school and high school, you know, so I'd always draw stuff for them. I was never good, you know, it was, but it's very easy to do, you know, block letters or, you know, bubble letters to make girls happy. But yeah, man, like, I had a hookup at do it center, you know, or like Home Depot, you know, this kid would charge me a dollar. I would get like 300 cans of spray paint. (laughs) You know, it's like that would last a week. You know, we would just go destroy, you know what I mean? Like, like,
0: when did you stop being the artist? When did you um, start shying away from that?
1: In high school, there was this, this unit called the J team, you know, and anyone from my city would know exactly who they are. They would break up all of our parties they, would break. they were they were causing more trouble for the young youth than the young youth was causing.
0: So was the J-team like a like police base?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were oh, sheriffs. All, okay. Yeah, they were sheriffs. Uh, they were just always out for us, and especially for my little crew that we had. You know, like they were just out to get us. And then rumor was like they were going to raid some of our houses because they knew we were hanging out with certain people. And, you know, and like we they knew that we were doing graffiti pretty heavy and. I, at that point, I was like, I threw away almost everything. I had a lot of like of my art books and stuff, but like at that point, I was like, yo, I got to chill.
0: Yeah, because back then, you feel like you got pulled over by a cop, and he went into your backpack, yep. and he found a piece book. You yep. confiscate that piece book. Not right only
1: that, it's like, graffiti used to be a lot more serious than it is today. Oh, yeah. People are like, oh, you're going to get a felony. I
0: remember they used to be able to go back. Yeah. So if they found one of your pieces, and they could say that you did that, yep. they could go back around town and be like, oh, this is over here, this is over here, this is over here, this is over here.
1: Absolutely. And they started counting them. And, you know, it was just hard. I mean, like these guys come to our school. If we were wearing like a Gypsies and and Thieves shirt, you know, like the – I know everyone would remember this shirt. It's like the rabbit holding like a gun, you know, for that company called Gat. You know, like you'd wear that and cops would come there and you either get suspended or like turn your shirt inside out, don't sag. You're like, bro. (laughs) <laughs> like, what are you talking about this is fashion you know nothing yeah you know like, Can you
0: imagine like when tribal shirts started coming out what, what bro, the police officers and were then, thinking you know that's
1: what happened to me after high school or like, even in high school like my senior year i became super close with the tribal clique you know like bobby tribal was one of my mentors you know it's like i was like super heavy duty into into that whole oh, thing yeah. i was like bro like i was going to chula vista to go to tribal once you know once every other week you yeah. know driving to san diego just to get like you know so but I, I i never really stopped painting i mean i i still paint i still draw i still go and do graffiti once in a while you know uh once you do it in the way that you have friends that do it you always fiend to do it it mm. doesn't go away the rush of painting a train or just painting is just so fun you know just putting on headphones and just listening to music and just painting you know I used to love going out in the middle of the night to paint at 2 in the morning, you know, and just, like, get home. at, Get home, whether you wait and go, like, have donuts just to chill, to, like, drive home while the sun's coming up seeing what you painted. You know, I used to do that. I used to, it used to be, it would just feel good knowing, like, a train. It's just a moving art piece. It travels the entire United States, and you just look at it, and it's, like, really cool to check out. But I in no way was a graffiti artist I was, like, cool, I, I was lucky enough to hang out with graffiti artists that were so awesome, and, you know, they would make my stuff look even better next to theirs, so that, that's, that was always, like, a plus for me.
0: But there was never a point growing up where you were, like, thinking, like, I could possibly be an artist?
1: No. I remember my parents wanted me to, and I was going to go to art school and stuff like that, and I just, I've never been that good. I, at least I don't consider myself good. I've drawn I've drawn a few drawings that I've been like, that's pretty good, you know? You know, one of them was I didn't draw for years. Literally, didn't I? Didn't I always doodle, but I didn't do like a full drawing for years. And I did one for Abby uh, years ago, you know, and, and she has it all framed up and stuff. But that was like it, you know. Like I spent,
0: I spent weeks on it. I usually always hear that from people. People would always be like, I can't draw you're so good at drawing, but I can't draw. And I always yeah. like would be like, well, you know, I don't. You're, you're probably good at something that I'm not good at, but yeah. you probably spend a lot of hours doing that. Like I've sp- hundreds of thousands of hours doodling and drawing and yeah. coloring and painting. So I think like eventually you get good. You know, like yeah. you, anybody can be good at, at drawing. I feel yeah. like it's not, or being at art, you know? So I think like, it's always like, I always hear that and it gets so defeated when people say, well, I just, I, I wasn't good enough anymore. It's like, yeah, yeah. but you maybe like, what is good? Like what is good? And like how many more hours could you, would it take uh, for you to get good? Like if you went to school for like two years and maybe just learned like the basics of color theory and perspective, like that would have maybe added like a light years to your designs, especially yeah. if you're as far ahead as I like some wanted, people think. I were. always wanted to be a
1: graphic designer. I just don't have the patience to sit there and learn, you know, like I watched Aaron teach himself how to do that. And I wish I did that too. I always have Matt to build what I need, you know, but like there are nights where I'm in the middle of the night, like thinking of something and I was like, I really wish I could do that right now. You know, like, and sometimes there is days where you're trying to get something to someone and they, they are not bringing what is in your yeah. head, you know, like, and I'm sure you know that, you know me well enough to know that that's not what he wants. You know, like, well, I still,
0: sometimes I submit stuff and I'm like, oh, that's not what he's going to like, and you're like, that's it. And I'm like, no, it's not Yeah. like, let me work on that. it more. <laughs> yeah. You're just being nice. Like, I know it's not it, Yeah. but I, I, I definitely relate with that. And that's kind of, the, then it gets to the point where like, what did I really want? Like, is what he was, what is, is what this artist doing wrong? Like, is, is it like, is it because it's not mine? Right. You know, like it's kind of what you got to start to think like, maybe not in your shoes, but like in my shoes, if I have someone else do it, I'm always like, well, I could do that better. Like, yeah. uh, just let me do it, you know? But then in, the, in hindsight, I try to like think to myself like, well, there's not, really nothing wrong with what they've done. You know, it's, they have, they've done everything I've asked them to do. Yeah. But it, like to me, it's not like my perfect little like setup and yeah. cleanliness and things that I like to like mentally, I guess, stress over. And it's so weird. I think like uh, I think you got to let that go sometimes, right? You just got to be like, all right, yeah, it's close enough. And I, for you, I always was like, wanted to get that exact yeah. picture in your head. And you were like, no, good, it's good. Yeah. I, it's, you got you got it, the the understanding. I, I think you're just gonna sell. But yeah. like to me, I always wanted to get that exact yeah. picture. And I think I was like, why physical hand art was always so much more oh difficult my God, for me because yeah. I was such a perfectionist that it never ever ever looked right. I could keep working on it for. I could work. I could work on the same drawing over and over and over and over until I just was like blue in the face.
1: There used to be artists like that I would look at and be like, "How did you even do that?" Like Ron English is like the perfect artist. Oh, 100%. like Ron English to me is like, you're like, what? You know, like you literally want to reach into the painting and try to grab it because it looks so real his drawings that he does of, like, The Last Supper, right? But it's, like, Ronald McDonald and, you know, uh, Homer Simpson and all these people, and it's, like, but it looks so real, and you're, like, how did you just do that? Yeah. You know, like, Ron English, to me, he's probably one guy I don't own a painting, and I need to, like, own one or, like, five.
0: I feel like... The, like a next closest like i love that like super photorealistic like a like a crayola in a crayola sense is amazing. where like this yeah. like almost looks three-dimensional yeah like in the flat surface that it is yeah
1: crayola i mean everyone knows him as greg simpkins you know but his whatever his art name uh but his graffiti name is crayola and he's and he's an awesome human too you know great great guy yeah uh, a lot of those a lot of those guys are from crayola side you know like Mir, you know growing up mirror was like best artist you know like you're like, how do you do that with a spray can? You
0: yeah, know, like, like Rhyme or something like yeah. that. Or those, like Jersey those... Joe, yeah.
1: Rhyme, you know, like, you're like, those guys, all those guys, honestly, like, they're just like, you're like, how do you do that? I remember the first time I met Barry McGee, you know, he used to go, he goes by the name of graffiti name by Twist or Twister. I was like, Aaron and I were like on Wilshire or something. He was like, Barry was like doing something for like some big museum or something. And I remember going in there and I was like. I said the stupidest shit, but I was just like so blown away that I was just meeting Barry McGee. You know, like growing up, Twister was like, oh yeah, magazines are like San Francisco. Yeah, if you didn't see a fuck. Barry McGee
0: twist head in San Francisco, you yeah. sleep,
1: sleep. And like I was like, how do you do like the fades? You know, like on like with the faces, and he's like, what? You don't know? And I was like, yeah, 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 I, I know. I was just asking. I just sure, to do sure, it.
0: but I want to know how you do it. Yeah,
1: and I was like, I had no idea. And like I've met Barry plenty of times since then, but. He's buried to me growing up was one of the best. We got to send Zoe a list of like some documentaries to watch. Like Ron's got a really good one. Oh, really,
0: really good and good. Please. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, I think, uh, one of the, if you're going to say, talk about artist documentaries, uh, one that totally changed my life was the Dirty Hands, David Cho. Oh yeah. Dirty Hands, David Cho. Psychopath. Freaked me out and not only freaked me out, but showed me that everything in life is possible if you want to go get it. I mean.
1: I mean, Dave used to just hop trains.
0: He, he basically thumbed it from L.A. to China. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a, yeah. And, he, and he documented it the whole time. You can actually go on YouTube and watch him. It's called Thumbs Up. Yeah. And he goes all around the world basically hitchhiking. Yeah. And in the late 90s, early 2000s, like we're not talking like back yeah. in the Yesterday. day when hitchhiking was cool. Yeah. Like we're talking like no more hitchhiking and he was still hitchhiking. Yeah.
1: yeah, And getting on freight trains. Jumping, jumping trains. trains. Yeah. like It crazy was crazy. Stuff. Then like you'd see paintings he did with blood and poop yeah. in, in china or when he went to jail for yeah a you got arrested Wait. in japan yep yeah yep. and you had and to then, go away for a while by the way this is a man that was an amazing artist and already had a crazy career did amazing and he just so everyone knows this man like he loves to gamble in life and everything this is the, the how i know the story and he was friends with the dude one of the dudes from facebook
0: yes um, sean uh whatever yeah uh, nod suck the other one yeah the guy that uh timberlake plays in the dunk. yes exactly yeah, that guy
1: and he came to him and he's like hey we're starting this new company called facebook we want you to come to our office and paint a mural and we have fifty thousand dollars or something like that
0: no we have zero money
1: oh zero no it's fifty thousand dollars or so some... and then he's like we have fifty thousand dollars or, or two, two percent or like two percent of this uh oh, of this company you know like take a chance you know like and he was like, he's like, let me think about it. You know, that's how I heard the story. He's called a couple people that I know, one of them being Pat Tenori, who's the founder and owner of Ruka. Um, for those who don't know what that is, that's the RVCA clothing brand that everyone wears. And they have no idea how yeah, to I'll pronounce it. it. It's called Ruka. <laughs> um, and Rivka? I remember, yeah. And I remember Pat telling me the story. He's like, he was telling Dave, like, dude, what are you, an idiot? You have no money. Take $50,000. And I think Dave told Pat, like, yeah, 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 for sure. And he ended up taking this percentage that was offered to him instead. And 10 years went by or something like that. And the way Dave found out about this, from what I've heard, is the, I think it was the New York Post or the Washington Post or somebody from the Post called him. It was like, you're about to be a multimillionaire. How do you feel about that? And he was like, what? And he was like, Facebook just sold. He's like, huh? And And he ended up calling Sean. And he was like, yeah, we were just getting to you. And that percentage, people, and this is Googleable, you can Google it, Dave Cho walked away with over $200 million, you know? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, he was like higher up than executives. Yeah, he you became, know, like, a,
0: became like one of the world's richest living artists yeah, overnight. But it, I, And Barbara Walters wanted to talk to him the next day. Yeah. And he was like, I, what? <laughs> I just got a Japanese prison. Yeah. I'm so poor. You know, and it's just the most inspiring story. And like David Dave, Cho to me is David like Cho is a freak. also
1: one of the most talented artists walking this earth. He is so talented, it's not even funny. Like he is top five on my list. He
0: despises like, his own talent to yeah. me. I feel like he's like the kind of guy that would paint like a like a Da Vinci type yep. oil painting, and then when the final stroke was, to, was supposed to be laid, he would take black and just rub out the face. Yeah, you know, he's just that kind of like. He's the one with punk rock in a sense, too. He's like a Gigi Allen. Oh, yeah, art. he's... You know? I
1: mean, I, I don't know if you saw the um, the portrait he did of Anthony Bourdain because they were so oh, close. Oh, so good.
0: Yeah, so good. Man.
1: You he, know, like, he, he,
0: he, like, found the actual, like, Like being of Anthony Bourdain yeah. in, that, in that picture.
1: Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's, like, so on point. And, like, even reading Dave's post, like, a couple days after Anthony died was, like, got me all choked up. You know, like, I was like...
0: Yeah. And Dave like loves LA, you know, like L.A. Uh, Entourage was out. He went and got the same car from Entourage that Lincoln that they drive and he drives it all around too with all of his friends. Yeah. He's got he bought a big old compound, like Joe Rogan esque and yep. he like just bring brought all of his friends in there and, and they do all kinds of crazy art. He started a band. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a little different when you have money. Yeah. You know, when you have that money like do all those build outs, you know, like and pay all those people yeah. and
0: buy a compound.
1: Absolutely. Like just man, like I remember I just remember the first time we did letters first, you know, me and Casey, the first letters first for with Reebok, and like just watching someone like he, Casey work, you know, like as a little kid was so awesome because he's like the attention to detail is so insane, you know, like everything from like the pins that you're gonna like be gifting people and like you know the the artist he's gonna be working with and what artist goes where and like the invite, you know, the invites for the first letters first. It's still, to me, one of the coolest invites because it's like a graffiti show, right? So like, it has to do with letters, right? So it's like, it was a paint bucket, you know, and inside the paint bucket, there was like a shirt and the shirt said letters first and it was done by Chaz, you know, Mm -hmm. and Chaz, you know, created the letters first show. And on the back of the show, it's like, you know, Casey, uh, he did, he illustrated like some amazing stuff, like what it was like the world famous seventh letter crew, you know, on the back had all the names of all the artists and the first show only said letters first. And the show got uh, so much hype around it, you know. Years later, Casey did it so many more times. It was called Click Clack, the world famous seventh letter crew. You know, it's like a letter by each artist, and it traveled the world. And Casey got it everywhere, you know. And I think he he's been working on a documentary for it for for years. I I don't know if it, obviously the the daylight. I love watching different artists, right? Like mm. the way Casey works, the way David Show works, you know, the way Revoke works you know, Ron English, uh, Shepard Shepherd Ferry, people like Zess and you know, people that don't even care about art, they just want to do graffiti, but even like someone like Zess now is like next in line to explode as an as a as an artist. Like he is his art that he's doing is game changing. You know, I, I, I love I love Zess's art. You know, Timothy Curtis, you know, you know, his story is amazing. Went to prison for eight years, got out, first show ever, curated by Takashi Murakami in Japan. So, shows sold out before the doors are even open you know yeah. i talked to timothy this morning he's getting ready for a museum show you know i'm like okay bro i get it you you're like why you, why are you talking to me on the phone right now <laughs> you know it's just like it's just, i'm so proud of all my friends man like the this is the list of people that were guaranteed to fail in life you know um
0: yeah they're always told like you better figure out a path yeah
1: i can't tell you how many times there's been days where, like, I've looked down, like, if I check in my Facebook or whatever, like, I'll have a teacher from the past who told me that I was going to die or my principal, you know, like, I'm just like, let me come speak at the school yeah and let them know that this is all crap, you know, because you just got to follow what your lead in your head is because look, look at Aaron, you know, like, I always go back to Aaron's story because everyone's like, what college did your best friend go to? I'm like, college? I'm like, this dude no didn't college. do three days in ninth grade. <laughs> like he left school. He so jumped like,
0: COIA, jumped like, out.
1: It, like school, like this dude went, his parents sent him to like boarding schools and he escaped from yeah. there. Like his stories are so insane. You have no idea. Called
0: like, himself a cab.
1: Yeah. He called himself, he like figured it out. He's like a, his whole life, like anyone that's ever told Aaron, no. I feel bad for that person because that person is either working for Aaron or is jobless. Yeah, you know they Aaron goes after you.
0: And I think like hard thing now is like when you see Aaron, he looks so clean. He looks like very like a uh, Steve Jobs esque. Yeah, he's, you know? he's not. But Don't if ever you tell go if you go back and you look at some like the early like a uh, Karma Loop yeah. YouTube videos where they're talking to Aaron <sighs> Levant the first time, and he's, got the, letter ring. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the hat. Yeah, he's got the hat and the big glasses oh, on, man. and he looks so like. He's about eighty pounds heavier. Than yeah, he, was he looked like you. He looked he like know. a guy you wouldn't want to associate with. He yeah. looked like a guy that you would like if he but came to your the store.
1: Aaron that sold you the most. Yeah, because if Aaron got you in a room for ten minutes, you would do business with him because that's the Aaron everyone. The people doing business with Aaron for the last twenty years, let's say, are now let's say fifteen years. The people in the last fifteen years done business with Aaron. They don't. They know the new Aaron, but they only know the old Aaron. You know, and the old Aaron is what got hammered everything into their heads, the vision of streetwear, the vision of, of ComplexCon or Agenda or whatever other business Aaron's owned in the past, you know, from having an amazing Salesforce group, you know, uh, with our other uh, best friend, Kellen from growing up. They started a company called Network, you know, before the network is what, before the network became what it is today, like there was network that Aaron and Kellen owned, you know, as a Salesforce, they were reps for brands, you know, and they were. They took dying brands and brought them from doing five thousand dollars a year to five million. You know, it, it was amazing. It's like, bro, we we were not supposed to succeed. You know, I wasn't supposed to succeed. I wasn't, and I'm still not there. Yeah, you know? right.
0: I was just gonna say, like, have you have reached the top yet? No, not even close. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not even close. Like, but that's cool though. Yeah. I still like think that's like something I always like. And I don't go home as much. I wish I should go home more and like walk around and start to see people and be like look well, at me now, yeah. you know, cause I think they're definitely, if you would have took it a poll back in the high school days of like what's happening to Matt is a lot of people would have been like prison, you know, easy I, without dude, even thinking for about sure. it. It would have been like the first thing in the bubble in their brain would have been prison, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then like the fact that I like not only that, but I got a I got a bachelor's in science. I like paid my way. I've been in Vegas for 10 years. Like when I, my first time I was leaving Chico state raging balls, like six days out of the week. And I told everyone I was going to go to Vegas. They were like, why you're going to go get hooked on black tar heroin in Las Vegas. And I'm like, heroin, like, what are you talking about? They're like, that's what's in Vegas. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just the partying and drugs and, and you have a problem with drugs and you're going to go out there and you're going to, you're going to get hooked on heroin. And I was like, so that was like stuck in my head when I came out here in Vegas. And, I, and to this day, I really haven't stumbled upon any black tar heroin, but I, I, I'm doing way better than I was ever doing before. And I think it's just like, it's only like an upward cycle now.
1: Just so everyone's clear, like I have never done a drug. Like it's not like, I barely take Advil. You know what I mean? Like I've never smoked weed, never done Coke. Don't do pills. You know, like I, yes, I drink, you know. You haven't lived. uh, (laughs) Just No, it's like, you know, like I, I've lost friends, you know, to that stuff. And it always scared me. My mom's brother was like a. You know, he's alive, but he was a major addict, you know, and it scared me. And I was like, and that's the thing. Like, I have an addictive personality. Like, I can never shake off Coca-Cola. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, I don't drink sodas. You know, I I maybe one a week, but, like, I still drink Coca-Cola. Like, Abby and I just went to Israel, and, like, the Coca-Cola is way different than it is here. It's, like, crack down there. You know, it's, like, it's so good. Like, Coca-Cola is so good. It's like a Mexican Coke. Like, Mm. you when you're eating tacos, you got to have a Mexican Coke. Yeah. It's got to be from the bottle. Like, how many times you and I go, Matt, to bomb taco, and it's like, let
0: me get an Mexican Coke. Yeah, I don't even like Coke, but I still drink one.
1: Yeah. And it's only a couple sips. You know, it's like, I can't drink a full bottle. That's crazy. Are you a Pepsi or Coca-Cola guy?
0: Growing up, I was a heavy Coke guy. My dad was, like, super into Coca-Cola, and it was almost like Bloods vs. Crips in my house, and we were just blooded out. Like, we didn't yeah. want nothing to do with Pepsi-Cola. Whoever was, like, sponsored by Pepsi-Cola was, like, almost like an anti in my house. Like, any of those people, like... Ray Charles or Michael Jackson or Britney Spears. It was just like,
1: oh, look at this. Till this day, no matter what, it's like, you'll go to restaurants and some restaurants you think right away, the restaurant you're in, the ambiance and everything, you're like, it's got to be a Coke house, right? So you're like, can I get a Coca-Cola? Or like, I'll say, can I have a Coke? And they'll bring it and I'll be like a Coke with lemon because I'm like obsessed with Coke and squeezing lemon in it. I don't know why it just super tastes great. really good. And I'll take a sip and I'll almost spit it out because it's so bad because it's Pepsi. And I'll be like, you said you had Coke. They're like, yeah. I'm like, no, this is Pepsi. They're like, what's the difference? I'm like, you shouldn't work here. You yeah. know, like it is it's forbidden in if my If you don't life.
0: say is Pepsi okay, then don't even don't like, even bring it out to me. Or
1: like, hey, do you have a sprite? No, we have Sierra Mist. You what? They're not the same. They're not the same. Yeah. Like they are not the same. Do you have Mr. Pib or Doctor Pepper? You know, yeah, like, are you talking to me?
0: Yeah. Like Don't even bring that
1: up. I'm so obsessed with I am a Coke house all day. Like, Pepsi's only good the first two sips if it's like super ice cold. I'd rather have an RC Cola
0: than a than a Pepsi. I like Pepsi with like more booze. I think because it has like a sugary value. The Coke is kind of more crisp. Yeah, no, I don't don't even
1: do that. I used to be Jack on the Jack Coke guy, and like you couldn't tell me that there's Pepsi in there. That's like saying like, can I get a Monster Vodka? People only drink that because you don't have a Red Bull in your office or in your club
0: or. You ever give it like that? That one, that knockoff one they usually have behind the bars too, like or in the nightclubs they always have like a Red Bull like esque. Uh,
1: bro, we went like I said. I always say I go to Israel because I that's where my dad lives, and I always go visit. But like Abby and I would go to a restaurant or a club, they don't have Red Bull. They're like, yeah, we have XL. I'm like, what? What is XL? You yeah, know, and I I just took Tim there. You know, Tim's one of my best friends from from childhood, and. He, he was drinking more Excel. There is Red Bull, but it's not in the clubs. And Tim's like, Excel's pretty good. I'm like, are you talking? Yeah. like, he's like how we... can I get this back in the States? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Dude. He's like, look, tall, no calories, no sugar. I'm like, so you mean no fun? Like, you're just drinking f-
0: Yeah, what something. is in there then? Yeah. And he
1: was like, he was all about He's like, Excel 500 or something like that. If he was here, I'd right be laughing his ass off. Because oh, I'd, I'd be like, bro, I can't even drink a Monster, even in the small cans. Like... I have to drink a sugar-free red bull like if i'm going to drink that it's it's like a sugar-free red bull you know like to stay up in the nightclub business like i have to like i'm drinking a sugar free red bull and like a double espresso and i'm up for like till six in the morning no problem
0: so i think you can relate to this um in college uh red bull used to have like college sponsorships where they would have like a few people that they would like champion and say like you're the red bull like sponsor on campus what your job is to do is like like ambassadors yeah you bring it to the house parties you drop it off in classrooms if someone's like walking around campus and they look tired you offer them a red bull every now and then they would send out the red bull car with the girls and they would do these activations that like we, the, I remember the guy that did it was Brandon Brown. And he like founded this, uh, not necessarily the founder, but one of the founding members of, uh, the Chico snow club. Yeah, And they used to throw the most epic parties and they were all just snowboarders. They weren't even in frats or all, they just created their own little club and they were sponsored by red bull. And so red bull was like everywhere. We had cases of red bull. If you were like, even closely a friend of brandon brown you had a flat of red bull in your house yeah and he just it was everywhere so like if anyone brought a monster we it was like almost mandatory as a group to open it up and just pour it out on the ground so like if you came in if you went to the store and you bought like some some vodka and a couple monsters thinking it was going to be cool and you brought it over to a chico party yeah we just crack it and pour it out right in front of you and be like no you're not drinking this if we only drank Red Bull. So like, to me, I can, that's the only one I ever think is even like a legit, like now people are drinking bang or whatever uh-huh. and all these different, like.
1: But you know what? People are obsessed with bang.
0: I know. It's crazy. Like,
1: like everyone. Like I think all, it's because it has health benefits hotel, and it has like you know, creatine like, and stuff in it. I haven't even had a sip yet because I'm just like, look at these dudes. And then like the fake commercials on Instagram. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're so good. Just, they're hilarious. Like I'm Trevor like, Wallace doing yeah. the bang. Bang!
0: bang. bang! Yeah, so <laughs> good. <laughs> But, you know, I was just, like, it's so, like, to the flavor thing, I think, like, I didn't, like, even when Red Bull went flavors, I was, like, nah, I like the Red Bull flavor the best, the original flavor. And, like, I don't want the blue one. I don't want the yellow one.
1: They all look good, though, with, like, crushed ice.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, even, like, it sounds refreshing, but it's, like. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's like, but like, so like, but like when you were growing, like you had to be more in the Red Bull versus monster scene, you know, like part of
1: that whole fight. Yeah.
0: With like Dingo and grenade up on the hill with monster. Like, and then like, you know, like, uh, like bear being sponsored by uh monster back when he was doing like paintball wars and stuff. It was such like a competition probably in SoCal as to where like up in Chico, it was like straight Red Bull only.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty bad, man. Like, uh, I just hear how bad it is for you, for people that like.
0: Oh, drink it on the regular? Work for those
1: companies. They're like, well, like the corporate, not the corporate office, but the corporate office in LA, you know, like of what they represent right there. Like they don't even have water. It's just like refrigerators full of Red Bull. Are you kidding me? Like that takes the taste of like food away. You know, like it's just so bad.
0: It's just like coated in your mouth all day long.
1: I know people, I can't say their names, but they used to work for Red Bull they no longer work for Red Bull, but they're paid because it's just it's
0: not good. Oh, okay. You know? That's crazy. It's just
1: not good for you. Red Bull is not good for you. Monster's not good. And like, I, like, I know these people. I know all of them. Like, half these people were at my wedding. You know what I mean? It's just like, it is what it is. It I is guess, right? You know, you can't like it's, even. If it's just awesome to like. You can't
0: be mad at it because if you're slinging to cigarettes, you yeah. still know they're bad, but you're still slinging cigarettes. You yeah. know, like now it's like the new marijuana industry. People know it's not necessarily the greatest thing, but they're still doing it out there. Like you know, booze, for example, people's been selling booze since days, and people know how many people die every year booze, and they still sell it.
1: Yeah, I have this pain on my right side of my body after I drink. I don't know what it is, but I know booze is good.
0: That's good. <laughs> It's, it's like the, just imbibing poisons all day long right yeah but
1: you know like I'll get up to the gym no matter what and run off that crap I have to like if that's the deal I have like I have to wake up go to the gym get my run in
0: do you have a lot of rituals in life that you do like every yeah. day
1: every morning I wake up at 5 I chill you know for a second I get dressed and I go to the gym every day every
0: you know, single day Monday through sing- Sunday
1: uh, Sundays off no Sundays no Sunday but Saturday I wake up go to the gym like i have to and i and i only i run so like uh, you know like I, I don't lift weights or i run three to five miles every single day i used to run way more i used to be like way more obsessed with it and then i got i had a double hernia so i had to have this crazy surgery um and i kind of like fell off because my it the pain was so gnarly for a bit so like i like you take a couple of weeks off from running you got to start over again your body just like yeah So I remember when I came back, it was really hard for me to to get to five miles again. And then, you know, and then when you get to the weekend, run four, you know, and like get your brain up there where it's like, you got to get to four, you know, because once you pass three, it's pretty easy to like, all of a sudden you're just seeing that thing just start going, but it's in your head, you get
0: bored. So there's a book out there for the Bad News Book Club all the new members that are going to be joining the bad news book yes. club you got to read the david goggins book david goggins is like this it's like a self-help navy book. Seal. yeah he was a navy seal and uh he's now he's like a iron man aficionado he someone runs, else
1: told me to read this yesterday it was my my
0: my buddy butch yeah he runs like no. he does like uh, ultra marathons now which are like like 200 mile races like stuff that like last multiple days yeah. and like points where this guy will like run for so long that he will take duct tape and tape his feet cause they're so destroyed. But like he is like, or another guy Cameron Haynes on Instagram is like a, a keep hammering loves running. And like the things that these guys preach about this running like almost makes me who I, I never would have been a big runner, like want to get out there and start running. It's kind of something that I like is inspiring. I, I love think, running. So, I love running, and I think like routines are super good in yeah. life. Like, do you have any routines before you go to bed, or are you just like a one routine, like morning guy? When
1: I by the time I get home, like I'm just like I'm delirious, right? So like I just want to sit on the couch and like Abby cooks dinner, and I'm like I used to be the guy that couldn't fall asleep till three or four in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, like. But it, I've been getting better at sleep. I've been trying to like ease my body and calm down, You know, drink less espresso. Yeah. I feel like
0: uh, there's super rituals within sleep that people take, like they don't even subconsciously know yeah. they're doing.
1: I just learned that I've been a lot more stressed out in life than most. And I had my, I have my reasons that I would just stress. I would stress myself to sleep. You know, like I, I would be on my, on my back, you know, like just thinking of the craziest stuff you could possibly think of
0: or the world is ending. The
1: world as I know it is ending And trust me, people, when I tell you, like, the things that go through your head are not good.
0: Especially at night, laying in your bed. That's what I think is the most dangerous portion of your day, is, like, when you're laying in bed at night and you're staring at the ceiling. Like, limits in your brain are, like, there is no limit. It could be anything. Like, your darkest fear can just pop in your brain all of a sudden. And then next thing you know, you got an hour of just trying to, like calm yourself back down
1: sometimes when i have nightmares i still sleep i i don't wake up because i'm like if i wake up right now i already know i'm gonna be up for the rest of the night you know yeah, so crazy. like i'll i'll see through that nightmare and i still have plenty
0: of them when you sleep do you have like pre vivid dreams yeah yeah see i don't have very vivid dreams i remember like a like a wake up like whoa what was it what just happened like it just like the lights were off for a little bit
1: oh my god I'm, and not only that i'm like a light sleeper too so like
0: Oh, that's crazy because I heard like a lot of people dream like in the REM world. So like if, to be a light sleeper and be in like REM sleeper, like two different days. There are things. days where my
1: dreams feel so real, but I know I'm awake. I can't even Whoa, explain Whoa, the it.
0: super lucid dreams? Yeah, it's insane. That's it's crazy. Insane. Do so You uh? You don't take any like supplements or vitamins no. or anything? No. No like nutritional? Vi- like, None. Nothing? None. You, d- you used to drink a lot of green juices and stuff in the morning. You still doing that?
1: Uh, I used to drink, uh, yeah, I used to, I still take those shots every morning. I drink like a doctor's orders from Whole Foods. It's, got, it's nothing but green stuff. And then uh, a lot of ginger.
0: You get those at Whole Foods? I thought you got
1: those at the club or at the gym. No. I no, I used to have pressed juicery sent to my house, but now it's uh, Whole Foods whole foods whole
0: foods is the truth man that you know the whole foods over by us that was kind of weak i was it is you, weak. You the opened, one you and i go to for lunch is yeah really you good. opened my eyes with the one over in town center or town square that was like yeah. that's a real whole
1: that's foods. a real whole but foods. you
0: know you also took me to an Erawan and i've ever since you took me there i've always felt jipped off by by, <laughs> by everybody that i don't have a, a nowhere store we
1: gotta tell zoe so Erewhon in la is like imagine a whole foods because i know what you know you know what that is and Erewhon is a way more expensive Whole Foods, even though Whole Foods. You're, I'm gonna only spend twenty dollars. I'm gonna only oh, spend $20. sixty dollars. I spent sixty dollars. I spent sixty seven dollars at lunch the other day. I didn't even pay for Matt's meal, and it was sixty seven dollars because I'm always like, oh, I need the sandwich. Oh, I need the salad. Oh, I need cheese and crackers Ooh, and a lemon.
0: This, yeah, I need this alkaline water. That's six dollars. Yeah,
1: and uh, so Erewhon is like, is like that on crack. It's like Trader it's half, Joe's, the, and it's, and it's like, half the size, and it's just like. They, this these people got together and built a place and they're like, put everything that a man or a woman walk in and be like, I need this right now. Like, you know, Whoa. so it's like, cause you go in there like, I only need this, but you walk out with like groceries and you're paying more than like you would pay at Vons for like, let's say you go in, you're spending 250 bucks for
0: the entire like next two and a half weeks. I feel like it's like the craziest science things though. Like you go in there and it's yes. like, it's like eggs that were like. Been soaked in salt for three months, and like yes. or like water that has been reoxygenized, and like you guys just, know, you're
1: charging nine ninety nine for a bottle of water.
0: You're just some things. I look at and I go, I go. Why do I even care that this was in salt for nine months? Like this has no no. It's to so eat. And then
1: they have like their you know the place where they make the food. Oh right? yeah, that was the killer. That
0: place is your killer. Yeah,
1: right there. If you are, if your eyes are even making it there, you are. Easily spending fifty bucks. Uh,
0: and they had killer coffee. I killer would only coffee. I been there for a little bit. Killer coffee. I've been looking for Arwans everywhere. Are they, are they only in L.A.? That's only in L.A. Thing. It's only in L.A. right now. And
1: the one that is where my house is is Calabasas. You know, so like. Uh, so even-, uh, even anyone want to find Travis Barker, <laughs> go to Erwan. <laughs> that is his joint
0: all day, every day. Someone told me that Erwan was nowhere backwards. Maybe but I think there's an extra E in there somewhere. Maybe, but they carry trough, so I li- I love them. Yeah, yeah, gang, gang. Gang, gang.
1: So it's, you know, but that's Erewhon. So it's very expensive. It's not cool. If I take Abby to town, she's got to go there in the morning. Dude,
0: I was seriously, I'm, I'm kind
1: of happy that we don't have one because I don't think I could go anywhere else. It's going to come. It's going to come I'm here. I'm for it. They're going to come here.
0: 100% now. for it.
1: It's not going to be good. You know, I'm not happy <laughs> about it. It's going to be here eventually. I hope they
0: put it up on our side of town.
1: We, well, we will come to Summerland for sure
0: yeah, or Hendo's blowing up right now too. So maybe yeah. you never know. They put that training facility out there, where in Henderson for the for the Raiders. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're building like a th- that's where their training compound's going to be. How Henderson? do you feel about the Raiders coming here? Well, let's let's it's back it up. It's too close for me because I'm like uh, I'm a Forty Nine er diehard. I I I mean I respect the Raiders and a lot of my friends are Raider fans and I like uh, I, I've been to a handful of Raider games in, in Oakland. And I feel like the Oakland community like puts on the best tailgate party in the world. Uh, it's almost like a walking food court and everything there is free. Everybody will share anything on any table. Really, I've never, ever been to a tailgate event of that nature. And they're so diehard that they will like pretty, that, you know, the black hole is the black hole for a reason. Yeah. The A's are similar to that, but uh, you know, the, I'm a Niners fan. I've always been a Niners fan since I can remember. Uh, my dad was a, He's a Broncos fan, but when we moved to California, he started, like, this. right in the late 80s, the Niners started taking off. And they are kind of, like, the team of the 80s and, like, the early 90s. Mm. So that was kind of, like, the heyday. I remember you were either a Niners fan or a Cowboys fan is how I used to, like, think of it. But now that the Raiders are coming here, I'm kind of sad because I I liked, you know, the Golden Knights concept, you know, coming, bringing hockey, I think, like, Vegas in a— in general, needs sports. This is a great sports town. The, the community gets behind the teams so much. And like, if you drive around town, how many cars you see with a, a Golden Knights sticker on it yeah, somewhere it's is like insane. It's crazy. And I think the Raiders maybe made a bad move on that part because they were once o- LA's team. Yep. Now they're Oakland's team. Now they're uh, Las Vegas's team. So it has three owners basically still holding control of this thing. I think that's why people will come here. Yeah, I mean, I I understand, like, the the method of it. Both flights.
1: Only 47 minutes.
0: I feel like if you would have said the Raiders are no more and we're creating a new team for Las Vegas, I think, I just think there's so much more upside. I do. I do. I think there's, like, in in marketing, in, like, selling all the jerseys and retail and collateral and stuff like that. And also just the Vegas locals can make it their own. Like, to me, you can bring the Raiders here, and I'm glad Vegas has a team, but I'll never like the Raiders. They'll never be my team. You know, as if you made a team, like I was a San Jose Sharks fan to die, you know, and then they brought the Knights out here and I, I got to say, guys, I'm a Knights fan now. Like, yeah. I don't, I, we played the Sharks in the playoffs and I was like texting all my friends, like y'all going down, chomp, chomp this, you know, like, you know, I loved it. And I feel like I got behind that team and yeah. I don't think I could have done it if they would have brought, like, if they would have brought Phoenix team up here, the Coyotes and would have made right. them Las Vegas Coyotes. I don't think I would have been able to be cool with it.
1: I love, I, I've learned to love hockey. I didn't even. I knew nothing about it. And I grew up with Paulina Gretzky. Yeah. Didn't even knew nothing about it. Didn't care about it. But like John Gray like took me to a game and I first game fell in love. I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. You know, like I was like so pumped and it was a game that the Knights won and it was like John's like friends with all the Knights and they would come to the hotel, you know, like to like hang out and I'd be like, this is so cool, you know, Sosa cuts half those guys hair, you know, and he's always like introducing me to them, you know, it's like. I love Vegas, man. Like I, I've, I've, I would say I used to be like, I'd come here for the weekend and I'd, I'd pray for Sunday to come because I just was like, Oh my God, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Now I'm like, I love this town.
0: I kind of feel jaded. I never really got, I only got to do that one time, like have that Vegas experience. And I tell people now that since I've been here for 10 years that I, It's kind of like burnt out now. Never have that like oh, going to Vegas and excitement that like the rest of the world gets. Because I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, Abby and I would just get like random nights to be like, all right, let's go. Like
1: we used when Abby and I first started dating. Like we were like, bro, it was gnarly. I still have, she's got videos of us. Like I'm like, what happened? You know, like, (laughs) you know, like that doesn't exist anymore. And it's because I'm probably getting old. You know, it's like I have my brother. who always talks crap to me because he's just like man I used to hear stories and blah 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 or like he'll talk shit and he'll be around people that know me and be like bro you don't even know what this your brother used to do yeah you know like I would back in the day when the Malou family owned this place bro I used to turn this hotel upside down
0: I feel like Vegas like when I came here they're like oh Vegas is just resort returning back from its Disneyland phase where it's not kid friendly anymore now I feel like we're almost like redoing that now again. Yeah. Like we're getting more kid friendly than ever. Like those old Vegas days of just the crazy debauchery, I don't think exist in this town. Right. Unless they are, they're like in a seedier location. I don't know. You know, the Raiders are gonna be cool as a community builder, it'll be fun to watch.
1: It's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be great for the city. It's yeah. gonna be awesome.
0: And if you know the, the just to have football here, it'll be amazing. Yeah. I wonder I kinda i kinda concerned what's gonna do to the strip and like the like the back area, like That's right true. there around Paradise and Tropicana. Sure. Like it's it's gonna, gonna, be, gonna be it's gonna be a little scary. Like, it really will. I don't know if they're ready for that kind of, like, foot traffic. I mean, the stadium kind of has, like, its own little issues. And even if you're trying to get down Tropicana, like, on a night of a, a T-Mobile event, yeah. it's, like, you better not, you know. If you're even trying to get off on Flamengo. Yeah,
1: but people are going to park at the Palms.
0: Yeah. like Because it, it's only, a,
1: like, a mile and a half walk. Yeah, like, yeah. it's, like, nothing. You just, like, take a road and you're there.
0: And that's like if I used to go to Warriors games and like you could pay to park uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. But they also had all these like sus like parking structures around the sides or yeah. like these little open lots you could park in. And like it was like hit or miss that you could come back and like all your windows would just be broken out and your stereo be stolen. But like those were like the craziest little parking structures. You'd park and like walk and you'd bunch of fans <laughs> and like getting back was always kind of crazy. So right. I think that might, that might be a cool aspect. <coughs> I've been to one football game my whole life.
1: Only one? Only one literally and it was the chargers a buddy of mine played for them
0: at qualcomm in san diego Uh,
1: yeah uh, yeah. sean phillips he invited me to a game and
0: i went and i was like that was cool you know uh how'd you go down there did you you ride the little trolley to the stadium no i drove oh yeah that's crazy i like i used to love that stadium because you could just get on the trolley and it'd take you drop you off right in front of the like like a block away and you could just walk through the parking lot yeah, Qualcomm was nice, and they had that sunken bowl, so you would go down in the first bowl, and it was, like, underground, yep. where all the concessions was. Yep. Nice so park. That, was, that was cool. Man, back in the day, you used to go out to Candlestick Park. It's not there anymore. Either the Niners are, they play in uh, Santa Clara now, but in the day, you used to be in the hood, like, way hood, like, HP, Hunter's Point, like, people just getting killed all around, and that's where the stadium was.
1: So you used Really? To like,
0: yeah, you used to drive in, and uh, it was the craziest thing. It's kind of like, you got to start heading towards the South Bay, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like it has its own little... Like little nook on on the water, and it's the airport's a little further away. But it had this the baseball team played there too, and they had this weird breeze that would blow, and the fog would just blow in so thick that it would like a day game would almost feel like a night game some, sometimes. Yeah. But you know, uh, they uh, they knocked it down and made it a park now, and they like regentrified that whole area of Hunters Point. Uh uh-huh. And I had a buddy cruising through Hunters Point, and it was taking videos on his phone, and it's all like luxury apartments and high rises now, because it has like this. And the whole time I, like, as a kid cruising around Hunter's point and like parking and going to those games, yeah. like, I never looked at what kind of view those, uh, project buildings had. And it's like, has this connotation to me I was like, oh, don't go there. But now it's like, that's the nice place to go. It's almost like, yeah, I hear that happening in like Brooklyn and, and all right. those places now. Yeah. Brooklyn's beautiful. I was just out there. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. But if like someone said, go to Brooklyn like 10 years ago, you'd been like, nah, nah, it's amazing what they've done with Brooklyn. I mean, New York in general is just like one of the coolest cities yeah, in the world. So on the come up. I got mad energy in Brooklyn, uh, in New York when I went there. I was just so like I could just yeah. pulsating through the yeah. street into my Absolutely. feet. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 the best. Yeah. It, it really is. I mean I wish it wasn't so expensive, but
1: you know, it's like
0: And it has like hit or miss months. I feel like if you if you luck out and you go in like that cool month where it's not too hot of the summer yet, but it's not too cold anymore. Like I've I've hit or missed it. You know, I've like gone there where it's rainy the whole time and yeah. you're like, meh. I don't I mean, there, know. Some people like that though. There's no winter in Vegas anymore. I mean, I walked out today thinking it was going to be cold and it was like Yo, I just read I read degrees. something on the internet said uh last this last month, October, was the hottest October in the history of the world. So something's going on. Yeah. The end of the world is coming. <laughs> I mean Yo, guys,
1: they, it was snowing on the strip last winter. Snowing, dumping. Like In October though? No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like Just the weather, like, in general. I think we might
0: get some snow this year.
1: Oh, we'll get it. Winter just comes late this year. Do you think we'll ever get to a part in life
0: where, like, winter is in June and, like, they flip-flop? That would be the coolest thing in the world. You know? Like, where... No. The the environments...
1: We won't make it. Maybe our kids' kids will see (laughs) it. The environments
0: will switch and, like, the months will have to change. Kind of like you do with Daylight Savings. You're going to be like, oh, summer's kind of, like... Let's talk
1: about Daylight Savings. It's, like, 4 p.m. and... It is dark outside. Have, it looks like
0: midnight. They're having all kinds of problems in like the Life. Nevada Arizona border. Yeah, because Arizona don't want to mess with it. They're like, no, nah, we're not doing daylight savings. So there's all these issues with like companies and like, what time do I close my store? And like, what what uh, all these issues with this? Uh, what kind of employee when he drives over? You know, Think about
1: some of the states that is it Alaska or something that just doesn't go dark?
0: Oh yeah, you don't have one of those like what is it called a. Uh, summer nights or something yeah. like that day day nights i would love sp- to see that because i need that kind of energy you ever see life. that movie like insomniac with uh, al pacino and he goes out there and he's like no. he's out there i, I don't know if the, it's insomniac but i think it's insomnia or something like that where he's like in a place where it never gets dark and it starts driving him crazy because he because your body like will never like really shut down either you got to kind of like go into a dark room you need these light changes in your life i
1: guess i don't know yeah, I think so. I need a lot of light. If I could have twenty-four hour light, I'd be so happy. In summer. No, I
0: don't think so. I think that's the wrong. I think so if much people more have, would get done if people had all that light. They get like, eventually, would get burnt out. Or you don't appreciate it as much. You know, I think yeah. so. I hear that from some people like that live in like uh, places that have like the four seasons. Yeah, because they're like, oh, I I value summer so much more because I had to go through the other three to get here. Right. You know, and as to us, it's like all summer, and then we get winter, <laughs> and we're like, oh, I just wanted to be cold again. Right. I always like tell Amanda like it's we we don't really have too much but like there's like a couple weeks here and there where it's like perfect like 70 degrees and I'm like all right enjoy this next 3 weeks cuz this is the best weather we're going to have all year you know it's right. going to be blistering hot or blistering cold this next 3 weeks is going to be awesome wow I like I think i, I like that about Vegas so I'm like a, I'm like a gecko or cold-blooded I don't I don't know Right I,
1: Yeah I don't know I'm uh I just need 2 hours Two hours of sleep? Yeah.
0: Oh, man, you're a crazy man. I'm
1: good, man. Once I'm up, I'm up. Like, there's no, like...
0: I don't think I need... I think I need, like, five. Flights. I can't...
1: Sounds crazy. You sound yeah. crazy. That's, like, a ah, full day for me.
0: Amanda says nine hours, and I'm like, yo, nine hours? I can't even li- sit still for nine hours. That would be drive me crazy.
1: No, nine hours is just like, a no-no. The last, I,
0: I only do that on flights. Yeah, and you have to, like, <laughs> medically put yourself down. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Total you know what's PM's. crazy? I
1: was telling somebody the other day, the older I've been getting, the like the more scared I am to fly. I used to love flying. I used to, like, I couldn't wait to fly. Like, something's going to happen in the air? Yeah. Like, lately, I've just been, like, every takeoff, I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know why. Like, I used to love flying. Love it. I used to love being on, like, a 15-hour flight because you got all the movies that are still in the theater and then some, you know, and, like, the food was crap, but you just didn't care. Coca-Cola's for days. Yeah. You know, but now... I am like every flight in Southwest especially like and I don't fly Southwest like on a 50-hour flight. I'm just saying like if I fly back to LA every takeoff I'm like
0: oh my god. Yeah but that's like an Airbus man. You'd be scared yeah. in that thing you should be. Yeah. But they have the planes that have such like a low fault like fault rate that I don't think anyone should I don't, no, no, be no, scared last of Last year Southwest was not
1: fucking looking pretty was not looking good last year. A woman like gets sucked out of the like, the the window. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Remember that? Like it was not. Nah. Oh, that's was, why Abby's like I found a $49 flight on Spirit. I'm like, uh, there's a reason why it's $49. And they don't have reclining seats, so no.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't tasted first class yet, but I'm sure as soon as you taste first class, it's hard to move move to the back. So we, I did that
1: on this last the, two flights ago. And I remember coming home, and I looked at Abby. I'm like, we're never not flying first class again. And she's like, uh, do you know how expensive that is? I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, so fast track four or five months my my good friend Hetty like uh connected us with th- these travel people and uh they found these awesome flights for us to Italy and Israel for like super cheap you know I was like what yes let's do it and it was first class for everything right and uh I remember landing back in the states we landed in San Francisco and Abby looked at me and she was like we are never flying anything else but first class I was uh, like yeah yeah, yeah like you know the when you sit in one of those pods it turns into a bed and like it's got it a just, massager in there it's a it's crazy it's, everything's in there you're like you're literally getting the best sleep kind of like that baby sleep where like your parents used to drive you around because oh, the the, yeah. the way the, the car vibration. would move yeah just think a jumbo jet is you know doing that to you and you're just like like
0: the welcome to america we're landing in five minutes and you're like what it's like can i stay in here yeah it's but do you have you uh, have you, you flown that jet suite x i have you like that no 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 i hear so many good things about jet suite x
1: what do you what's so good about it that you could just walk onto the tarmac and get on the plane yeah i d- love that, that you don't that you have to show up like five, five minutes, minutes yeah, before your that flight they have like two bag checks. every
0: time you take off you you your heart drops really yes. have you ever been in a helicopter yes and I, I hate that too i've never been in a helicopter that i think is scary
1: helicopters were not meant to fly no, it is not supposed to fly. You could tell every time a helicopter takes off, it's like fighting it's like, to like ooh, get ooh, up. Ooh, you know, ooh. you're like, this, is, <laughs> this isn't safe. You know, it's like the the 50, fifty mile an hour winds are coming out right now to like the racetrack, or you know that. Oh yeah, because that's how EDC. you go. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when you go to EDC, the best way to, for you to go is on a on a helicopter. So every time I'm, I'm like, every time the wind is so insane in May, you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna die right now. You know, it's like. All you think about because I have the craziest brain. Is oh like, yeah, just the worst. I'm things. just watching my, I'm watching my helicopter like turn around the strat and like just go down. Just, like that weird like, thing where like we're not that high. If we if fall right now, are we gonna die. You know, like that's like what goes through my will head. Will I bounce? Yeah, will I bounce? Hmm. You know, in all the movies, everyone
0: makes it. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Know, it's, it's you just so grab cool. onto the hangar and just ride it down. Yeah, so it's pretty bad. I used to fly a lot as a child. My mom, was always like, we were always going to like Florida or. Denver or yeah. Colorado so flying was always a thing as a kid I super enjoyed it and then i I thought everyone flew and I talked to my friend and they're like I'm going on a plane I'm so happy on my first plane flight and I was like what like what do you mean you, you've never been on a plane before and then it, like turned out that there's actually a pretty common thing that like not a lot of people flew when I was like at, in my childhood like crazy now I think people like a lot more people are on planes and flying around but when I was a kid people were like not moving around a lot that's crazy it's always surprising to me what's your favorite restaurant in Vegas Favorite restaurant in Vegas, Milos. Wow, wow! Even Zoe's. I feel like greening. Milos, though. Sadly, Milos. Shout out to Milo's. I've never been to Milos, so I don't. Milos, know. Milos, you're you need to step it up. Last time I went, I was kind of disappointed. But you know, you guys haven't failed me. But I was a little disappointed. Milos like a
1: Greek fish restaurant. Right? Yeah, Mediterranean, yeah, Mediterranean, heavy.
0: Yeah, super. More in the emphasis of Greek and fish. Uh, yeah, really, really well done. The tzatziki sauce, the, everything like the the salads, the the burrata, all that good oh, stuff. Man. I'm like, all I'm thinking about is like. Greek I love Mediterranean food though yeah. You really put me yes. on dude I like Never ate a lot of Mediterranean food In the city And then Even though there's so many Mediterranean spots I just like Really wasn't like No one put me on to falafel Until I met you You're yeah. like yo eat this And I'm like I don't know That looks like weird <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna eat That brown ball Or that green patty I don't know about that You know yeah. And now you take me To the shawarma place And I'm like Yo I don't even care what it is. You, As long as you're telling me It's fire yeah. just, just serve it up And now yeah. I like, crave that stuff Now I'm like sitting at home I'm like yo Is Meraki open on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, it's weird, but I think it's weird. It's hard for me because, like, I always want to say a steakhouse, you know, like, I always want to be like, oh, it's a steakhouse, but I feel like steakhouses are kind of played in Vegas, they're all the same, they always have the same cut. That's always like one piece of meat on a white plate, and a bunch of like all the sides are always the same, they're always like asparagus, and mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese. There's really no difference in any of the steakhouses, yeah. You're I've, right. I, I think you put me on a, a Nobu uh, in San Diego. That was fire. That yeah. was probably one of the best restaurants I've ever eaten at. Yeah. I was like, whoa. That was like an eye-opener event. Yeah, Nobu was great. I would say Steakhouse in Vegas.
1: My favorite one in Vegas, there's two. Well, I will, Scotch Eighty is different. It's like my baby. Whatever. I love Scotch 80. But Michael's at South Point and uh, and the Golden Steer. Yeah, the Golden Steer is tight. I mean, and, like, I'm, like, a history guy. So, like, Golden Steer is, like, first steakhouse in Vegas. You know, uh, Meyer Lansky, Lucky Luciano, and, yeah, like, Bugsy used there. to have secret meetings there. There's, like, a door into, like, a secret alleyway. And you're, like, there's a lady there that's still, like, is there from, like, almost day one. And she'd be, like, yeah, Meyer and Lucky, they used to come here. And you're, like, tell me everything. You know, like, it's so crazy. We went there.
0: And my, my mom orders this. Uh, she orders this crazy drink. She always drank it since I was a kid. It's called... um B and B, it's bourbon and Benedictine, and the Benedictine is like this alcohol made by monks, and basically what? it's this mixture, right? And it's kind of like this bourbon mixture, and the Benedictine is kind of like a whiskey, kind of like cognac, kind mm-hmm. of flavor. And uh, uh, we went there, and I asked my mom, like we had to like kind of, you know, I had to make kind of sit to the side and get a cocktail before they take in the back, like super old school. So I was asking my mom what kind of cocktail she wanted, and she's like well, I don't really drink cocktails, but if they could make me a B and B. And so it's usually like a B and B is actually like a brand and they, it's all bottled together, but their bartenders were so old school that they actually had Benedictine in its own bottle and bourbon that you'd make with. And they mixed it right there. And my mom was shook. She was like looking at me like, and my mom never really drinks like a lot in front of me, especially like B and B will get you lit. Like it's like a sipper, like in Mm -hmm. only a small and, uh, I think I mean, my mom, they gave her a pretty good like little sniffer glass and like halfway through dinner, I looked at my mom. I was like, yeah, she's feeling good right now. I, and so awesome. I was like thinking like mad props to Golden that's Steer awesome. for like having that that's kind so of awesome, mixologist. Man. Have you been to like uh, any of those like uh, steakhouses? Everyone reps like uh, herbs and rye. Yeah. Oh, herbs and rye is great. They got that half, a, half happy hour, half off steaks. So that's a good deal. I feel like it's a little dark in there. It's not for everybody, too. Like, I think some people, it's lost on some people that you, like, take in with these cool, like, little hidden dungeons in Vegas. Like, I hear, like, the—I've eaten once at the, the Circus Circus Steakhouse, but I hear that everyone says that it's, like, by far some like, one of the best steakhouses in Vegas. The Herbs and Rye? No, at the Circus Circus Steakhouse. I think oh, it's called I've the never steakhouse. been there, but
1: yes, I have my—a friend of mine, she goes there for her birthday, I think, every year. Yeah. And uh, I've never been there. But I hear it's I hear great things too.
0: And that's weird too, because you would like wouldn't expect like you said South Point. I don't think a lot of people would expect to have like a fire steakhouse. The Michaels
1: is amazing and it's like super traditional. Like you go there and it's like white glove guys, you know, and like you go and like they give the girl the menu and the girls don't have prices on their menu. It's like super old school. Only the guys do. So it's like you know, it's it's and and I think the original Michaels was at the Barbary Coast.
0: Ah.
1: Um, yeah, the Barbary Coast or whatever or Bill's whatever was there first. Coast was there first. Yeah, so it, it was there and then they moved it and it looks it looks the same. Wow. It's like you remember
0: it's, going back to the, you know the funniest thing is when I when we were working at the at the Cromwell. Yep. And uh, I used to frequent Bill's Gambling Hall uh, late nights all the time because they they had that restaurant in the back yep. that had like the traditional like five ninety nine you know steak and yep. eggs yep. dinner you know at like three in the morning. Like you'd always hear in Vegas, like, oh, I'm gonna go get a dollar, a 99 cent shrimp cocktail, and a 5.99 steak and eggs, and you're like, where do you find that? You know, the Silver Sevens. I'm not going there. Yeah. But like the Bill's Gambling Hall had it back there. And when we when they redid the Cromwell, I was always like, oh, I wonder what they did with that restaurant. And then when you walk in through the front entrance, and you're like, wait, you took the restaurant out? Yeah. You know, I was so disappointed. Yeah,
1: it's. I mean, Cromwell's like not even a brand, right? Like, I think that place was supposed to be like a Ganzvort and that would have been amazing. Oh. That would have been an amazing hotel. But, you know, I think there's uh, there's reasons why it didn't happen because of Caesars or whatever. But So
0: Cromwell's just like a. It's they, just there's a no made other up name. Yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. think if the Ganzvort was there, it would have been a beautiful property, you know. Um, Super boutique, though. I still I, I, I appreciate I the hotel.
1: It. Yeah. I'm not mad at it.
0: How many people do you think pass away in that little place? Oh, that place is like, that's haunted. That thing is, that haunted, is haunted for sure. Yeah. I think that's like one of the things I like about Vegas is like that mafioso aspect. I still try to look for that so much in town and things yeah, like but that it of that nature. It, like it doesn't—they're trying really, to wash it out yeah. so hard.
1: It's crazy. Like in my head, like there should be, and I think I've said it. I don't know if it was on this or there should be like a statue of of, of Bugsy. Like, there is. Where it's at the Flamingo. Yeah. No. This should. It like it should be like oh, on like Las a, Vegas yeah, Boulevard, okay. like Walt Disney holding Mickey's hand. Okay. Like, there should be like a frozen like you know <laughs> statue of of bugsy i mean like th- kirk... th- that man saw this place like saw it like he saw what steve wynn and the fertitas and um
0: sheldon allison like have built in the city right like he saw he saw it i feel like the guy that slept on the most is like kirk Rorkian. yeah that guy is like the Vegas mastermind Don, yeah and i think like he he was such like a a people's person that like no one really tells a story properly about how much business he got done. Cause everyone just wants to tell you how good of a guy he was or how nice he was or how much of a gambler he was. But no one ever wanted to like say like this guy would like bought the MGM and then sold the MGM and then bought it back and then sold it again. Like really, really mover, mover and shaker. Like the guy originally the MGM was where Bally's was located today. And he was the first one that really said like, no, we need to move it all the way to the end. And they're like, what? Like nothing was that far down yeah. on that side by then, and he's like, "I have a vision. Like, there, it, we build it out there, it will all come down to us." Yeah, and look at it now. Like, that's almost like we're in some people's head where it starts. Like Ten thousand rooms, like yeah. thirteen thousand rooms, the biggest hotel in the world. You know, so it's insane. so insane. Um, what do we got yeah, so far? What that's are we got? it. I think we're good. Did we, did we crushed it, man. That was a good one. Yeah, Amen. love talking. Really we're gonna interview Zoe next time. Yeah, we gotta interview Zoe. There's this thing I used to listen to this podcast. It was like really put me on the first podcast I ever listened to. It was this, uh, it's called combat Jack Uh and combat Jack was this, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a term that soldiers in Vietnam, uh, it was like to something you do. You'd, you'd like masturbate real quick to Uh kind of like calm your nerves. So it was a combat Jack. And then it was, became like this, like saying, and I, this guy was so powerful and he was like a, his name was Reggio say, and he's passed away from stomach cancer, but, um, rest in peace uh, he like he was like one of the original paveway rap podcast guys and he put so many people on into the podcast game and showed so many people the way and uh, he used to say something at the end of his podcast that I like I like was listening to a little while ago and I wrote it down because I like, was like damn if I ever get a podcast I want to be able to say like kind of the same thing at the end right and uh, so let me, let me read it to you. He used to say internets you know what time it is. Dream them dreams, then man up and woman up and live them dreams. Because a life without dreams is black and white, and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. He said, fuck your TV, fuck your radio, fuck your podcast. We out. Oh, God. And that used to pump me up so bad. I used to, like, get so jacked that when he did his last podcast, he could barely speak. And he said that and, like, brought tears to my eyes. And I was like, yo, I'm going to, like, someday when I start getting tats, i'm putting that on me somewhere you know okay because i used to like i was i got into tv and film like so many of those things were like so real to me like technicolor and surround sound like those are big moments in yeah. like film and tv history that i think people need to like stop living so monochrome and like politically correct and like yo this is like look at this world that we live in and appreciate it and just soak it all in you know Man. and if you got dreams go fucking get them dog winning you
1: know I'm trying dude start a hot sauce brand
0: boom Yes. News. News. I
1: can't
0: believe it. News. extra, extra read all about it. News. Hey, yo, bad news. What's going on? He had crazy cover art, like amazing cover art for each episode. Right. He had like uh, Just Blaze was part of it. Really? Yeah, Just Blaze was the mixer, so he would do all the mixing of the episodes and stuff and do like, like was DJing during the thing.